never blame a patient for wanting to save a little money, especially for meds. Insurance companies would also like to nickel and dime manufacturers whenever possible. Drug prices and their excesses stay entrenched in the news. That said, a whole world of prescription discounts is right around the corner. Medication discount cards and coupons are everywhere. Patients still need to be careful with using those savings. This episode is dedicated to breaking down the swamp of a drug discount world we have while making it easier to wade through that place. Your well-being should be about thriving instead of surviving. It's about time to empower yourself and navigate our healthcare system with ease. My name is Rishi and this is the show, Friendly Neighborhood Patient. Insurance, of course, is a tangled maze by itself. Drug coverage gets even more hairy. Most health plans use a tier list called a formulary to group classes of drugs they're okay paying for and others that would need prior authorizations. Other firms called pharmacy benefit managers work with both drug companies and insurers to haggle over prices. But wait, you might find a coupon on the internet claiming to cut your acne drug cost by 20 bucks. A website like GoodRx or drug company itself could be dangling a tempting discount that skirts past insurance. But it's not quite that clean. The umbrella of affordable drug programs is wider than the Pacific Ocean. This space has many interchangeable terms, so to make things simpler, I'm going to call discount cards RX cards and copay coupons pharma coupons. A little more variation exists, but those are the main two buckets to know. RX cards are a bit easier to grasp, so we'll start there. An RX card, officially a prescription discount card, gives you cash savings at the pharmacy counter for a variety of meds. Such cards are usually given out by third-party companies unrelated to health plans or big pharma. The sites that come to mind are GoodRx, like I mentioned earlier, and ScriptSave. Patients can just search one of those web pages, type in a prescribed drug from their doctor, and immediately claim a deal. Rx cards don't usually have refill limits or expiration dates, and changes in discounts automatically transfer, that is, reprice, between refills. Now comes the catch. You can't use a discount card with your insurance. You have to choose one approach. I suggest picking whichever gives more savings. Even if you have stellar coverage, check the Rx cards that are available. There's nothing to lose besides spending a moment to search. This process works best for generic drugs in particular. If you have a massive deductible, remember that using an Rx card will not count towards that out-of-pocket requirement. If all these savings are falling from the sky, how do the third-party companies make any money? GoodRx and similar firms get paid by pharmacy benefit managers when Rx cards get redeemed. Subscription models for patients exist as well to offer more deals for a monthly fee. A few health plans have their own melting pots of savings to re retain their members. The next type of drug savings instrument brings a few more players into the fray. Pharma coupons, also known as copay cards or copay coupons, are mostly issued by drug companies. These show up like clippings along the lines of save $20 on a 90-day supply of drug XYZ. Pharma coupons are used for branded medications nearly 100% of the time. The point of the savings is to cut or eliminate your copay at the pharmacy when filling a branded prescription. Your insurance coverage should still handle the majority of the costs barring a deductible. Pharma coupons have limited refills, 
and usually exclude government insurance plans like Medicare or Medicaid. The ability to use health plans and coupons together is a huge draw for patients. So how can you get these coupons? Funny enough, pharma coupons aren't need-based. If your doctor prescribes a branded drug, just look up that brand label online with Google or ask your care team for info. Then you'll need to fill an application to qualify for the discounts. The website internetdrugcoupons.com also has many of these deals in one place. I'll link the appropriate info on my page at rishinagala.substack.com. Manufacturers use these coupons as more than marketing tools to attract eyeballs to certain meds. Pharma coupons skirt around insurer formularies and cut the odds that patients would consider cheaper generics as applicable. According to a working paper by the National Bureau of Economic Research, branded drug spending with pharma coupons has been continuing to rise since 2014. There's more than a little nuance behind this trend, especially with big pharma involved. Let's say you'd normally have a copay of 50 bucks at every 30-day refill of a cholesterol drug brand like Lipitor. The drug itself might cost $400 before coverage. Your insurance foots the rest of the bill, assuming no other requirements. There might be a coupon from the manufacturer, in this case Pfizer, that eliminates your copay. Now the pharmacy gets the 50 bucks right from the manufacturer. Your health plan is none the wiser, at least immediately. Since out-of-pocket costs strongly correlate with patients filling or not filling their prescriptions, copay coupons at face value are meant to cut the odds that patients skip their meds. So do you now just get prescriptions for free? Not quite. There happens to be a generic for Lipitor called Atovastatin. That alternative might run you a $10 copay for a total 30-day cost of $150 to 200 bucks. It seems that you're spending $10 on a generic, or $0 on a brand while using a coupon. Still an easy choice. Or is it? Pharma companies can reduce prices for patients by offering savings programs, but then charge insurers more for covering the drug at all. This indirectly raises your insurance premiums. Branded drugs cost the overall system more money, even if you personally don't spend a dime on the copay. This happens when manufacturers cut prices for patients through coupons, but then charge insurers more for covering the drug to begin with. Such logic is the main reason multiple states ban pharma coupons, especially for branded drugs that have generic equivalents. These instruments bring major cost problems for patients with high deductibles and coinsurance. The savings may not reduce your out-of-pocket obligations. A few institutions feel that coupons should become forbidden entirely. USC's Schaefer School of Health Policy and Economics dove into the consequences of coupons. After reviewing the top 200 drugs by spending in 2014 and checking those meds for coupons, the white paper authors found that 51% of the drugs with coupons available had no close substitute. 12 percentage points of that sample represent meds with zero reasonable alternative in existence, per the study's definition of a substitute. The usage of pharma coupons expanded quickly. There were just 100 coupon applicable meds in 2009. Then by 2016, 20% of all branded drugs had copay assistance. These trends don't 100% support the idea that manufacturer savings exist to circumvent insurance plans and generic drugs. Rather, the specific disease a branded drug targets, as well as the existing competition, makes for huge variation in the number of assistance programs. 
a drug company doesn't need to hide cheaper alternatives if there are no alternatives. That doesn't mean multiple things can't be true at once. The Federal Trade Commission might ban copay coupons for all drug brands with a generic equivalent, but there are trade-offs when there are no substitutes. A total ban does, however, suggest an overall reduction of insurer costs, as measured by dollars per member per month. Options are still critical. If there are no savings programs for drugs without alternatives, a number of patients won't get necessary care. Patients should use insurance or the savings program making the most sense for both health and financial matters. Weigh all your options while considering both the direct savings right now and indirect consequences later of higher premiums. With all the basic knowledge of affordable prescription programs in your mind's toolbox, let the discounts fit your situation rather than take you for a ride. Speaking of rides, pretty much every approved drug needs to jump through more than a few hoops with the government. Ever since the COVID-19 vaccines joined the fray, patients have a better idea of how new medicines come about. However, the whole drug discovery process is a bit more than a fast or ultra-slow approval. The next pod gives perspective on the journey of drugs going from the lab to a pharmacy shelf. Subscribe and stay tuned to Friendly Neighborhood Patient to learn the simple truths of healthcare. I'll catch you the next episode.